Morning, sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that? Blog Talk Radio. Lucis Trust a non-profit, non-political, and non-sectarian organization on the roster of the Economic and Social Council of the United Nations and concerned with the establishment of world cooperation and goodwill presents Inner Sight with your host, Robert Anderson. He, with Sarah and Dale McKechnie, President and Vice President of Lucis Trust, will discuss philosophical and spiritual topics essential to everyday life. Now here's your host, Robert Anderson. Welcome. Inner sight is simply seeing that which is always present, but not yet fully recognized. You have, within you, the ability to see yourself and the world around you in a new way with new eyes. So, stay with us and together we'll look at the world and ourselves with inner sight. Our topic for today, preparing for the coming age. Before we explore this topic, I'd like to say a few words about Alice Bailey, founder of the Lucis Trust. Lucis Trust sponsors this show. Alice Bailey also wrote 24 books of esoteric philosophy, and those 24 books are the main inspiration for the dialogue that you hear on this show. Following thought is also from the works of Alice Bailey. The new era is coming. The new ideals, the new civilization, new modes of life, education, religious practices, and government are slowly precipitating and nothing can stop them. What exactly makes the new age new? That's a good question. Um, we hear the term so often, new age, without probably most of us really knowing what, what is meant by that. Maybe we should begin by saying what the old age was. We're still living in the remnants of the old age, I believe, and I think most uh, people familiar with the ageless wisdom would agree. This is said to be the last 2,000, perhaps 2,500-year period uh, governed by, uh, if you're astrologically inclined, Pisces, and if you are familiar with the seven rays, by the sixth ray of devotion and idealism. And the old age has brought about a increasing capacity in human beings to aspire towards an abstract ideal, to take their attention off of terra firma enough, off the material plane, to uh, see the value of ideals and ideas, and to in fact live or die for them and to kill others for them. I mean, a good example of the lower aspect of the uh, tendency to idealism was probably the Crusades, when people went off to the Middle East uh, to kill non-believers. 
convinced Christians were willing to take the lives of uh, those who didn't immediately accept their faith. The higher aspect of the old age has been this this capacity to recognize ideals worth striving and developing uh, sufficiently to attain them, concepts, values that are beyond our present capacity, but we can see their worth and we can grow towards them. That might be the best aspect of the old age. But now with the new age coming in, there's a a real conflict because there's a, a dramatic shift in energies between the two. Plus, it's said in the writings of Alice Bailey that the remnants of of a passing age tend to be the lower aspects of it, not the higher. And I think that's what we see today in the fanaticism and the rigid uh, immovability of uh, fundamentalist groups, not only in religion, but in all aspects of life. The people who dig in their heels and refuse to adapt and budge and just take their stand on what they believe are principles. Right, and that's that idealism is actually, uh, even though it's 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 being expressed today rather you know, fanatically, and we see this in as you described in the, in all the wars and the, particularly the re- religious uh, fundamental wars, that uh, this is a carryover from the uh, old Piscean age, but it also indicates that it's been a great success. The the uh, Instilling of the ideals into human into the human mind and the development of the human mind to uh, acquire ideals and to the extent that they want to make these ideals a way of life and uh, that is just really a mark of success of the Piscean age and the effect of the sixth ray of devotion and idealism. We've had 2,000 years to develop these these capacities for idealism. You know, the mind is really awake now, so it is becoming much more sensitive to ideals, and we're willing to govern our lives by certain ideals. One good example might be the ideal of human rights, that every living human being is endowed with certain human rights. And in fact, December 10th of this year is the 40th, 60th, 40th, no, 60th anniversary of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights that Eleanor Roosevelt uh, oversaw along with others. Uh, The charter was drafted in the United Nations. It was a very new organization, and that has made a huge difference in the lives of people all over the world. The recognition that every human being is endowed with certain rights, and we've carried that further uh, to realize that animals do have certain rights, and um, the earth, the planet, has certain rights in the sense of certain expectations that have to be observed if we're going to keep a right balance. All of this, uh, these are examples of ideals that are the legacy of the old age. I think the best description of um, what we can look for in the New Age might come from the Bible. There was the appearance of the water carrier that Jesus told his disciples to look for, the man with the water pot. When When he, Jesus, was preparing to leave his disciples, he told them that they would find him again in 
the distant era which is now the new age and they should look for the man carrying the water pot that is symbolic of the sign of Aquarius which in fact is said to govern the new age Aquarius being the water bearer and that there would be a, a, a communion service which would be participated in all and that is symbolic of the recognition of our interrelationship humanity's interrelationship and the need for sharing that will be characteristic of the new age such a communion service has never yet been held but in the new age it will take place yes it's a communion service really among uh, building of right human relationships <clears throat> among the the peoples of the world. Uh, it's not your the the communion that we take in your church service is probably just a, uh, a symbolic representation of that. But now that uh, we're at the beginning of this Aquarian age, the uh, emphasis will be on service and building right human relations and uh, the um, spread of divine love throughout the world and that necessitates building relationships and that's where the real communion of will um, appear. I think we see this um, communion which I believe means literally with unity uh, increasingly in the amalgamations and the blocks and the groups and networks being formed throughout the world and on so many different levels of life. The Internet, of course, is the supreme example of communication uh, on a global level. The formation of blocks among nations and trade treaties and, of course, globalization, which is so controversial, are signs of the New Age in which people will form relationships that cross old borders and overcome old barriers. We're not quite at the point where we've perfected these relationships, but we're striving towards them. And there are interesting ways in which you see this growing unity. Sometimes these things work out in ways that are rather negative. It's increasingly difficult for law enforcement throughout the world to contain the uh, exchange of money. Uh, it's easy to launder money with the growing um, uh, intermerging of banking and of travel and communication. The flow of narcotics across borders is increasingly difficult to control. So these are signs, I think, not very positive signs, but signs nevertheless of our increasing sharing in both good ways and bad. Yes, and this is going to be uh, <clears throat> the predominant theme that will be developed for the next 2,000 years or more because that is the next, the period of the next age. Each age is around 2,000 to 2,500 years. And uh, the age, the age of Aquarius, uh, you know, the, from the Broadway show, mm -hmm. the age of Aquarius. So uh, that's not really the origination of it, but uh, that's just another symptom of the sensitivity that is coming through the the creativity of the human mind at this time. They developed a Broadway show about it. Mm -hmm. 
Another aspect of um, the New Age that we can look for is the growing realization that the spiritual life has to be merged with the material uh, life, that the old age concept that spirituality would be pursued by retreating, by withdrawing from the world, going into a cave as a hermit was the most extreme example, but withdrawing, going off into the woods or into some kind of spiritual or religious retreat so you could pursue your spiritual development. That was the way it was thought to be done in the old age. But in the new age, there's a realization that spiritual growth has to take place within the material existence, meaning without the separation or the cleavage between spirit and matter, but rather they're merging. So that means the challenge is to develop and grow spiritually while not neglecting physical plane responsibilities of work and home and family and community, somehow finding a convergence between the two. It's a considerable challenge. And uh, many people who want to work toward that goal know very well what I mean when they, I say it's difficult. For those people who just tuned in, you're listening to Inner Sight. Our topic for today, Preparing for the Coming Age. Uh, I'd like to uh, mention a special offer from Lucy's Publishing Company that's available, and that's the Alice Bailey book, Ponder on This. Ponder on This is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bailey, and it includes a number of excerpts from her writings on the New Age. It's available for $19. Uh, free shipping if you mention Inner Sight. So send a check or a money order to Lucy's Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. Uh, so once again, it's a special offer. It's uh, the book. Ponder on this. Ponder on this is um, one of the first books that I read. It's an overview of all 24 books by Alice Bailey. It more or less gives you uh, an idea on uh, an idea of which which of the larger books that you'd like to uh, approach first, and you can develop an order of priority in your study of the Alice Bailey works. Also, we have a um, uh, we have an 800 number and. Uh, if you need to get in contact with us for any reason, give us a call on our toll-free number. It's uh, 1-866-695-8247. That's 1-866-695-8247. The easy way to remember it is 1-866-NY-LUCIS. Think of 1-866-NEW-YORK-LUCIS, LUCIS, L-U-C-I-S. Uh, you can uh, also key on to our website, which is www lucistrust.org and there are many uh, bits of information, uh, pieces of information in our, on our website. You can actually hear all of our archive library of radio shows that we've previously done and uh, at this point it's probably, gosh, it must be around 400 shows that we've done on a variety of themes from the Alice Valley books. So all of our pro and all of those programs can be heard once again at the website www.lucistrust lucis, L-U-C-I-S www.lucistrust.org. On the home page, you'll find a link to today's program, which will be available for hearing in a day or two. Last week's program is already available, and many of our past programs can also be heard. Once again, www.lucistrust.org.
dot org. Uh, I was thinking, I was looking at the um, opening thought, and it, it's hard to believe that over what period of time will the, uh, if we look at that opening thought, it's uh, it's quite a transition, according to Alice Bailey, that society is going to go through. It says, once again, in the uh, opening thought, that the new era is coming, new ideals, new civilization, new modes of life, education, religious practices, Government and government are slowly precipitating, and nothing can stop them. Uh, all of these uh, aspects of society, one would think it would take 10,000 years to go through these transitions. How is this going to happen so fast? Well, so fast. Um, an age in the ageless wisdom is gauged to be approximately 2,500 years. That, to me, sounds like a long period of time. If you think back to, say, 500 B.C., when the Buddha had uh, just recently been on earth and given out his teaching and the enormous changes that were happening in the culture of Greece and in, I believe, Persia. And you fast forward to, say, the 1800s and then to the 21st century, to the present time, it's been an enormous span of... um, history and evolution and growth. So who knows where humanity will be in another 2,500 years. Uh, And there will be a downside to the coming era of uh, Aquarius and of right human relationships and of service becoming the keynote in human consciousness of the right way to live. It all sounds so idealistic, but The way human beings are, we will discover a misapplication of even those great ideals. And we learn in this way, I suppose, two steps forward, one step back. We learn through error. We learn through experimentation. But what's so positive about the coming era is that you can see already people understand the value of the individual, for one thing, the preciousness of the individual, any individual. That's uh, enshrined in the concept of human rights. And it's, it's uh, what lies behind the growth of democracies throughout the world. In fact, on November 1st here uh, in New York and in our headquarters in Geneva and London, we're going to be holding uh, a World Goodwill Symposium on the theme of human rights, spiritual responsibilities, a crisis for democracy because it's coming just before the American election. Canada and Britain, among others, also face elections fairly soon. Uh, Kenya and Zimbabwe have come through a lot of tumult with their electoral processes. There is something very spiritual behind the value of the individual, the spiritual implications of democracy, the responsibilities it puts on each human being who participates and also the the uh, growing awareness that we do not live our lives as individual isolated islands. We're part of a whole. Those are all signs of the new age. Right, and a lot of the turmoil that we see in the world are also signs of the coming new age because uh, even though it, it we, we tend to see the turmoil. What it's, it's uh, creating is a lot more light in the world, and it is the shining of the light on the old 
and the outworn uh, techniques and, and attitudes and ways of behaving and living that are now coming up to the surface and so they can be seen and judged for what they are. And so that's <clears throat> possibly why the all the, the tendency to corruption is now being exposed. Uh, all of this has all to be... All things shall be shouted from the housetops. Yes, all Remember things that? shall be shouted from the housetops. And uh, it it's, uh, has to be cleared away so the new age ideals, the new age uh, sensitivities and ideas can come through and be accepted. And so there is a great shifting and growing change in human consciousness that is also taking place and it, it's in conflict with the old school that wants to hold on to the past and the new school is, wants to move us ahead, more forward and uh, get rid of the old um, ways of doing things and that has resulted in for over the last hundred years in many, many wars in conflicts, and it's still going on. And at the base of all of this, there is this uh, clashing of ideals uh, that is <coughs> causing a lot of this disruption. But that is just the, one of the signs that this new age is underway. And it's calling on every thinking human being to practice more discrimination, to be more thoughtful about one's values and what one really wants to uh, live by. What are the guiding goals of one's life? Christ said, speaking of his return, I come not to bring peace but a sword. That's been misinterpreted, I think, in terms of violence and warfare. And certainly Christianity has had its uh, share of uh, warmongering in the early years, the Crusades in particular. But I think he meant it on a completely different level, the level of consciousness. I come not to bring peace but a sword. The need to develop discrimination and clear evaluation of higher principles and lesser values and to learn to base one's life on the highest standards one can register. And now, at this present time, that's much more possible than it was 2,000 years ago because the level of education today is so much higher. So much of the world is uh, literate now. And added to that, there's the bombardment of information that's almost overwhelming uh, in the present media and the speeding up of life, we all better learn to discriminate better and better or we're going to be drawn under by the flood of uh, of not only technology but materialism. Isn't that what lies behind the present financial crisis? Well, yes, I, th I think so. There is this, <clears throat> all this corruption is, uh, which is unfortunately at the Part of a lot of the financial uh, corrupt, uh, the financial uh, collapse here, that uh, there is a lot of corruption that is coming up to the surface. It's being exposed, and uh, as I said earlier, it's clearing away because there is <clears throat> a much more uh, that's coming in the next few generations, and one of those is the return of the Christ. And the world of human consciousness has to be prepared and open 
to what he is going to say and teach. But you have to make clear to our audience that he's not coming to convert everybody to Christianity. Oh no, no, absolutely. But I no, it's it's uh, it's going to present the new teachings that we have to uh, need that we need really to move us forward. And he's the same entity, the Ageless Wisdom says, that is expected by the Jewish people, the Messiah. Messiah and Christos both mean the Anointed One, the same individual expected by the Buddhists as the Maitreya, he whose name means kindness, and the Kalki Avatar of Hinduism. These are all different perspectives on this one great world teacher who periodically reappears to help humanity move forward in its evolution. And he comes at the opening of a new era, we're told. Right, and I, I, I don't know, he hasn't, some people think he's come already, but I'm not of that opinion, but I think it's sometime in the next hundred years, perhaps, um, he will show up. It depends a lot on what humanity does and does not do, because... Um, yeah, the timing's up to us. Right, it yeah. is, because it depends on what the state of human consciousness is at the time he arrives, because if he comes in again to the world uh, and we're not prepared to accept what he has to say, then he, he will be all for naught because uh, <clears throat> we're just not ready. So um, that's why there is a lot of, I think, a lot of clearing away and a lot of striving for a new sense of values and a new sensitivity to uh, reach out to the... Uh, to humanity, to the needs of humanity throughout the world, and that's all to the good. And I, I want to remind our listeners one more time that uh, the World Goodwill Symposium on November 1st is open to the public. You can call us uh, or look on our website, www.lucistrust.org, for information, Saturday, November 1st. When we think about the coming age and how we can best prepare, Alice Bailey had some very interesting thoughts on this. She said, in these days of change, you will need to ponder on this matter of the form, because with the entering of a new ray and the beginning of a new era, there comes always a period of much disruption until the forms, meaning not only bodies but institutions and organizations and foundations that we live by, all of these forms have to be adapted to the newer vibration. And in that adaptation, she said, those who have cultivated pliability and adaptability will progress with much less disruption than those who are more crystallized and fixed. Crystallized and fixed, I suppose, in our thinking and our reactions more than anything. She said, particularly now should pliability and responsiveness of form be the goal. For when he whom we all await comes, think you his vibration will not cause disruption if crystallization is present? It was so before and it will be so again, she said. So we should aim at mental expansion and keep learning, thinking in positive terms and by loving all, working at the plasticity of the emotional body. I love that expression. I agree. Mm -hmm. Please take advantage of a special offer from Lucis Publishing Company. And that's the Alice Belly book, Ponder on This.
ponder on this is a compilation of extracts from all 24 books by Alice Bowie. It includes a number of excerpts from her writings on the New Age. It's available now for $19 free shipping and handling if you mention Intersight. So send a check or money order if you'd like to take advantage of this special order. Ask for the book inner, excuse me, ask for the book ponder on this and uh, send your check or money order, $19, to Lucis Publishing, Lucis, L-U-C-I-S, Lucis Publishing, 120 Wall Street, New York, New York, 10005. You've been listening to Inner Sight. Now we would like to close with a world prayer called The Great Invocation. It's a call for light and love and goodwill to flow into the world and into our hearts. Let's listen for a moment to these powerful words. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Morning, Sleepy. Guess you want McDonald's for breakfast? Uh, how'd you know? You were sleep humming the McDonald's jingle. I don't know what you're talking about. You just did it. No, I didn't. So, McDonald's? I could use a cafe latte. There's a McDonald's for every morning. Start your morning at McDonald's with a delicious sausage biscuit and savory hash browns for only $1.50. At participating McDonald's for a limited time cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. How do you not hear that?